What is up, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to another episode of Dodgers Dugout Live. We are back. We have audio loud and clear, and we are Jackie Robinson days to opening day, getting so close to opening day. So much to talk about in the world of Dodger baseball. We got some news and notes from spring training. Dave Roberts made a comment about the closers role. Who will be the Dodgers closer this season? Should they go out there and add to their bullpen? We're also answering all of your questions in this week's mailbag. We got three rookies. They got an impact on the Dodgers this season. What will their next trade be? So much to get into on this episode of Dodgers Dugout Live. But first, you know how we start every episode we got to start with the Dodgers dugout poll question of the show and I asked you guys over on the X do you approve of the Dodgers New Jersey ad patch and right now 52% of you say yes 48% of you say no so that's pretty close that's actually closer than I expected it to be and yeah, by the way, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. We are giving away a brand new Yoshinobu Yamamoto number 18 jersey. All you have to do is comment Yamamania down below in the comments and be sure you're subscribed to the channel. Subscribe to the number one Dodgers YouTube channel and you'll be eligible to win. Also, if you haven't yet too, follow us on Instagram, follow us on the X, follow us on TikTok, all of our socials, because we're going to be giving you wall-to-wall coverage of your Dodgers. I'm going to be at spring train next week. I'm going to be at Korea next week or, or a couple of weeks from now. And when I say I, I mean we. We are going to spring training. We are going to Korea because I'm going to give you guys a behind-the-scenes look at all things Dodger baseball this entire season. So you're not going to want to miss that. So be sure to subscribe. But first story we're going to get into today is the New Jersey ad patch. Just a couple quick thoughts on this New Jersey ad patch. I want your thoughts on that as well. And you see it right here. It's the Guggenheim logo with the G, a nothing but a G thing for the Dodgers. And if you look at this logo, yes, I would have preferred to not have the Dodgers have an ad patch. I would have preferred for them to stay traditional, to leave it clear, to not have another sponsorship at all on the Dodgers uniform. But look, if you had to get a uniform ad patch, if you had to get one, this isn't that bad. This isn't awful. This isn't terrible because when I see this logo, I think of the commitment that the Guggenheim group has made to this franchise. The fact that the Guggenheim group saved the Dodgers from the Frank McCourt era, the Frank Rupp era. And now you have $1.2 billion in committed money this off season. This is the Guggenheim group that has helped this Dodgers team win 10 of the 11 last division titles in the NL West, a Guggenheim group that has gone out there and spent big, brought in the best, most talented players on the planet, the Shohei Otanis, the Mookie Betts, the Freddie Freeman. So if you had to get a Jersey patch, then look, it's the Guggenheim group. I did see a meme out there. Like it was the Obama putting the medal on Obama, right? You're doing your own Jersey patch basically for your ownership group. So I don't know if this is a placeholder if this is going to be permanent, but one, you like the fact that it's blue, it's white. It's not going to be like the yellow concrete company, like the Atlanta Braves or some of the atrocious ones out there. And obviously you wouldn't want to see a Jersey patch. I mean, I remember my favorite Jersey patch ever is 1997 to commemorate the anniversary of Jackie Robinson making his debut for the Dodgers, that 50th anniversary Jersey patch. Will we still have those? And if not, does that mean there's no interlocking LA on the sleeve? Well, there is no interlocking LA on the sleeve as of right now. So maybe this is permanent. So look, I'm not totally against it. 
I mean, you had to get one. That's fine. If they had that, they didn't sign Shohei Otani and Yamamoto, all these guys, you had the Jersey ad patch. I'd probably be feeling a little different right now. And yes, as a uniform purist like myself, it was sad to see. And I still will say that last season is the last season that the Dodgers uniform was a hundred percent perfection. It was a hundred percent perfection. You got the Jersey patch. You've got the smaller numbers and letters and you got the D split down the middle. Doesn't look very aesthetically pleasing, but having said all that jerseys don't win baseball games. doesn't matter how the Jersey looks, how many advertisements are on it. It's not going to determine whether or not the Dodgers win the world series. So let's not focus on that, but uh, we got Miss the wedding gown white from noise by Noel. Shout out to Mr. Noel Sanchez. Always rock. Noel, what is your thoughts on the Jersey patch? You like it? That's a great point. Go over there and follow Noise by Noel over on Instagram. He's the guy who is always giving you that fire content on Dodgers Nation Instagram. One of the best social media guys in the game. So definitely give him a follow. But yeah, I agree with you 100%, Noel. The fact that we know the intentions of that ad patch, right? We know that it is a company. We know that it's an entity that cares about the success of this Los Angeles Dodgers franchise. They didn't go out there and get an ugly ad patch. I know people want to see in and out, right? In and out. Love me some in and out, right? Give me double, double chop chilies, animal style all day, but it's yellow and it's red. I don't want to see yellow and red on a Dodgers uniform. So that's the most important thing to me is that it remained blue. But let's get your comments on that jersey patch down below in the comment section. What are your takes on it? Do you approve or do you disapprove of it? Because me, look, I'm just reminding myself, 1.2 billion, 1.2 billion, everything that this organization has done, right? If you tell me that having this jersey patch is the difference between a Teoscar Hernandez signing, a Ryan Brazier signing, I'm saying I don't care what you put on that jersey patch. I don't care what it is, okay? I'd be totally fine with it if it means getting better players in Dodger blue because that, at the end of the day, is what it is about. And look, baseball is a business, okay? Baseball is a business at the end of the day. It's the entertainment business. And if you look at the Boston Red Sox, and they got $17 million for their jersey ad patch, the Padres got almost $10 million for their jersey ad patch. If you've been watching this show for a couple of years, you've heard me say this. I always felt like the Dodgers were going to wait to see if they got Otani and then see what they could get for the jersey ad patch. They went out there and they hired a group to go find them a company to get a deal done. But they end up ultimately going with Guggenheim, which I think is totally cool. I mean, the first time I saw that Guggenheim logo was at Shohei Otani's press conference. And I was like, that looks sleek. That looks nice. So I can live with it. Just win a ton of baseball games. It's like everything else. We're going to forget about it. I remember when people were freaking out a couple years ago when you had the new era logo on the hats. Okay. Just as long as we're not going full blown NASCAR uniforms. And just as long as we're not going full blown soccer kits where you got the big logo and then the small crest, as long as we don't, go that route. I am okay with it. Definitely was a eyesore at first, but I'm warming up to it and just constantly reminding myself that it is the Guggenheim group, a company that is fully invested in the success of this team. But let's get to your comments down below. We got uh, Renee. They own the Dodgers and spend the money. Would you rather have Fox or the parking lot guy on the patch? I love the fact that you don't even want to say Frank McCourt's name. You call him the parking lot guy. That is a fire take. If I've ever heard one, Jeff Amito, forget about the jerseys. It doesn't matter. Once you win the world series, 
Exactly. Okay. It's about winning the fall classic. And look, if it had to be one, it's the Guggenheim group. So next thing we're going to get into though, Dave Roberts, he addressed the team for the first time as a group during spring training. And I think when you watch this, you get a really clear cut idea of the approach that the organization and Dave Roberts has towards this group heading into the season. Here, give a listen. Every one of you guys has a different idea on being prepared. Okay? Every one of you guys has a different idea. I can talk to Mookie. I can talk to Shohei. I can talk to Freddie. I can talk to Walker, Vargas, Teo. Everyone has a different idea on what preparation is. My challenge for you guys is to make it greater. Make it greater. Raise the bar for yourselves because at the end of the day, each one of you guys has to be, has to feel that they're the guy that wants to take that at bat when it, when it matters most. Every one of you hitters can say, I want to be that guy. The more guys that we have in this room that can in their gut, in their heart, know that I want to be that guy. No fear of failure to be that guy when it matters for the Dodgers. Has to believe that, and that's what we need. Every defender has to feel that they want that baseball hit to them in the biggest of spots, that no one else is a better option to catch that baseball and to throw it across the diamond accurately than them or to be in the outfield and the ball hit to them in the biggest of spots that they want that baseball hit to them. I'm telling you guys, or the pitcher that wants the baseball in the hottest of spots, in the biggest of situations, they want that baseball. You guys can listen to me right now and say, I'm that guy. I want you guys really to take a harder look and know that you're that guy. I'm telling you, it can be learned. It can be learned. I'm muted. It's not easy. But if we collectively have each one of you guys want to be that person, it's going to be really special. think for me the message is and the focus is what can you do during spring training what can you do during the regular season that will lead to you having success in the postseason and taking guys that are already talented taking all-stars and future hall of famers the otanis the freddie freemans the mookie betts the max muncie's the best players in the game and taking their game to another level aeroparsesian the Notre Dame coach back in the day would say a good coach will make his players see what they can be rather than what they already are. And I think that's what Dave Roberts is tapping into. How do you take this team to a whole nother level? And I see some comments. We got Nando 390, Tommy Lasorda would have cussed out the whole team to not suck this year. It's a fire take. And look, yes, it's not one of those speeches that's going to make you run through a brick wall or anything like that. But I think the message was a great message by Dave Roberts. And I think the message is clear what they want for this team for this season. And look, I see people out there that are always trying to drag Dave Roberts to the Colts. He's someone that he gets none of the credit if they win. 
None of the credit if they have success and all the blame if they fail. And that's really what he signed up for. That's really the role, not just of major league managers, but managers and coaches all throughout professional sports. But let's not forget this. Dave Roberts has accomplished a lot for this franchise. Five 100-win seasons. Six if you didn't have a pandemic. That team was on pace to win 116 games. That would already tie him with John McGraw and Bobby Cox for the most 100-win regular seasons in baseball history. And this is someone who hasn't been a manager for decades yet, right? Someone that less than a decade has been the skipper for the Dodgers. And this is someone that has already won a World Series and should have won in 2017. This is a manager who, like it or not, you can hate this. I'll duck just saying this. If the Dodgers win the World Series in the next two years with Dave Roberts, he is going to the Hall of Fame. He is going to be a Hall of Fame manager. So ask yourself this question. Would you fire a Hall of Fame manager? Would you want to replace a manager that should have won two World Series at this point? Because I think that we need to point something out here that had the Dodgers won in 2017, which they would have if the Astros, if the Trasterisks did not cheat, then you're looking at a manager with a full season World Series and that 60-game World Series. There's not one team in Major League Baseball that would look to replace a manager that has had that much success, that has led a team to three World Series, the guy that's had so many 100-win seasons, five to be exact, okay? No one's replacing that manager. And if you truly believe in your heart of hearts that the Dodgers would have beaten the Astros in 2017 had they not cheated, then how could you say also fire Dave Roberts, right? So I think you can have both. So look, I always say Dave Roberts has to win two World Series to win one. You'd blame him for the sinking of the Titanic. But I think that Dave Roberts is the right guy to lead this group. And here's why. Because his best strength is as a culture builder. It's as someone that is going to galvanize a group and empower his leaders, right? Dave Roberts, they don't, Mookie Betts, and Freddie Freeman and Shohei Otani, they don't need a manager to light a fire under them, right? They're talented enough. There's enough players that have won World Series titles and have had a lot of success in this league that can lead this group. And do you want a pregame speech from Dave Roberts before a big game seven? Or would you want a pregame speech from Shohei Otani like we saw in the WBC when Shohei Otani was looking at his teammates and saying, look, we can't idolize Mike Trout and Mookie Betts. We have to go out there and beat them and feel like we're better than them. So I think the leadership is intact. And look, don't discount the fact that Dave Roberts is of Japanese heritage, right? He's someone who's Japanese, half Japanese, right? You don't think that played a little role in bringing Shohei Otani to the Dodgers? Do you think that if Otani's camp and Nez Bolello thought that Dave Roberts couldn't get it done as a manager, that they would sign with LA? Absolutely not. And what was all the talk during the winter meetings? Dave Roberts ruined it. Oh, Dave fired Dave Roberts. He spilled the beans on Shohei Otani. And I was there that day, and I was told that that was absolutely irrelevant. And Dodgers fans... And people that were hating on Dave Roberts got all hot and bothered for no reason at all. So, look, Dave is the right guy for this job. He can lead this team to a World Series. It's not like football where a team plays the scheme of a coach, right? You don't have to worry about Kyle Shanahan's 
conservative play calling in the third quarter. Kyle Shanahan not using his timeouts and being aggressive towards the end of the first half to try to go for the juggler against the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Baseball isn't like that. It's not about the style of play. A manager's role is to keep guys focused, keep them even keel through the stretch of a long season. And I've talked to so many of these players and asked them period point blank, what is Dave Roberts' biggest strength as a manager? And all of them told me it's, look, when you're going through a slump, when you're struggling, Max Muncy, James Altman, some of these cold spells, Dave Roberts is the guy that makes you feel like you can get back to where you were. He gives you the confidence. And it's that unwavering confidence that Dave Roberts has in his players that really goes a long way. He's able to manage these egos. So give me all your Dave takes. Like I said, I'll duck right now. I know I'm coming off as a big Dave defender when you guys know that I've been extremely critical of Dave when he needs it when I think it's, he's worthy of it. Look, Rich Hill taking Rich Hill out, how he managed the 2019 NLDS game five, all these little tactical issues. I think he can learn from, but you can't teach that personality, but let's read some of these comments. Luis Serino is going off. We got spring training hat is so lame. Wish they did something fun like the Diamondback spring training hat. But anyways, love seeing Doc saying in short, y'all got that dog in you. Absolutely. That's that fire take. It's, Are you going to want it? Okay, because we saw, we saw in the NLDS, we saw in the NLDS uncharacteristic at-bats from even Freddie Freeman taking curveballs for strike three with runners on the corner. Mookie Betts being overly aggressive and expanding the zone early in counts. Max Muncy not coming through. Too many times have we seen these three true outcome players for the Dodgers, not those guys, but some of these guys not be able to come through. And I think that... Dave Roberts is saying, look, you have to want it. You have to want to be that guy in that situation that says, you know what? I'm going to be the difference between an early exit and a World Series run. And look, here's the big crux of all this. Here's what you need to know about your Dodgers in the postseason. Because, yes, I like to get into the weeds. I like to get granular. But honestly, if I can simplify something, I absolutely will. And it comes down to one thing. Are you going to be able to hit in the postseason? Are you going to be able to avoid those cold spells and manufacture runs? Because in this 11-year stretch that the Dodgers have been on, where they made the postseason for the last 11 seasons, what has been the common thread for the teams that were able to advance the World Series and win the World Series, right? Save for that 2018 team, the two teams that went to the World Series and won the World Series, the one that in 2020 and the Dodgers who were robbed in 2017 – What do those two teams have in common? They were the only two teams in those 11 years that averaged over five runs per game. So you have to be able to manufacture offense. Of those 11 seasons, only two teams averaged more than five runs per game. It was the 2017 Dodgers and the 2020 Dodgers. So everyone talks about pitching. The Dodgers did not lose the NLDS because of pitching. They lost because they couldn't hit. And yes, they bled into each other. And you go into the plate trailing, it's going to hurt for sure. But Look, you need starting pitching, you need hitting, but that really is the most important thing. We got to nice to see a G spot on the uniform. Bruce Arnold, I'll read everything on this show. That's a big bruh right there. We got Roberts is arguably the third best manager in Dodgers history. That's from AJ Alexander. Look, if you look at managers with a minimum of 1,000 games, he has the best win percentage, right? I mean, that shows you where he's at. Yamamania from Dominic, Mr. Classic. I agree with the jerseys and the hats. Yeah, I'm not totally against the hats. I mean, the hats, they look breathable. I actually tried one on the other day. I didn't buy one because I don't love the D on the hats. Pause there. Uh, Sorry. 
But uh, yeah, I, I love the LA. I mean, I'm a big LA guy. I don't love the Dodgers D in front. Hopefully I'm not blushing right now, but uh, the Dodgers D on the front of the hat, but they look breathable. They look cool on a scale of one to 10. What would you give the hats? Because someone mentioned that the Dimebacks have really cool hats. I definitely want to see that one for spring training. Uh, we got, uh, they're okay. They're not bad. I mean, look, the logo's cool. The logo's cool. I, I kind of like it. Honestly, I actually do like the hat. Wouldn't cop, but I like the hat. Um, Mr. Class, not sure what Nike is doing with letting fanatics do everything. Horrible decision. Is that a thing? I mean, I don't think Fanax is involved. This is not the NHL. Michael Carrillo, Dave can't make the, the tough and smart choices when the game matters. Look, I think, can Dave go up there and swing the bat? Did Dave make Mookie and go one for 21? Did Dave have a starting rotation that was completely decimated? The Dodgers lost their entire starting rotation last season. I mean, if you consider the fact that the truth with Kirsch is that he wasn't hundred percent and they still managed to win a hundred games. I told myself I will never, ever wear Nikes ever again. 10 years ago, still haven't worn one. That's from Mr. Classic, the right field pavilion. While Dave Roberts was having that talk with his players, Noah Syndergaard and Lance Lynn gave up two home runs each in BP. You know, you're getting a finish in from that one for sure. If Freddie and Mookie self motivation cannot get up at the last years, embarrassing playoffs, then nothing will help. Exactly. You have to self motivate. You have to want it bad. These guys look, baseball is a very difficult game. Hitting a big league Pitchers, fastball, curveball, slider, changeup, cutter, whatever it is, is one of the most difficult things in all of professional sports. But we got LOL. My wife loves the D on the hat, Nando 390. I got jams. Every club wears lame hats during spring training. That's from I got jams. Andrew, I can't wait for Yamamoto's first regular season start just to see what he can do. I hope he wins the MVP with a 23 and 3 record with a sub 2 ER rate over 300 Ks. Wow, that is lofty right there, Andrew. I don't think that he's going to top Nomo's 246 strikeouts in his rookie seasons, but still, we got Noise by Noel. DMAC, I've been trying to find your button up everywhere. Where can I cop that fire all-star shirt? 